Hey guys, welcome to Supply. This is Amanda Fench. I'm your host. Get ready for the supply. Okay, today I want to talk about, and hopefully I can already feel like there's an echo in here. Uh, I'm in my sunny studio inside Raleigh, North Carolina, and I was thinking that this would be the best room because it's padded with like 900 costumes. Uh, But then I realized all the costumes are made of spandex and probably the size of a bathing suit, so I don't know how much padding or acoustic feedback we're going to have. However, welcome to the show. Supply is a podcast where we are going to talk about all the creative artists and human beings and amazing people that I meet along the way. Uh, being, I am a creative person. I've always been really creative, uh, but I am a aerialist, acrobat, I am a event producer and a creative director of my business, Down to Earth Aerials. I started that about eight years ago. And uh, something that was just kind of, I was thinking about was um, all the talent that I come across. Cause I'm always, you know, on the lookout for new talent. And I got to see so many cool um, different acts when I was in Paris. I was in Paris for the Cirque Du Cirque du Dimaine, so Cirque du Maine, it's Cirque of the World, that's in French, and uh, basically it is the Super Bowl or the Olympics of Cirque, of like the Cirque Performing Arts world. So we have acts coming all over, from all over the world competing, and it's just, it's just a great, it was my first time ever going, so it was um, a great experience. There's so much camaraderie there, and just like most people that I meet in, in the circus world, we're, we're all this big part of a family. We all relate to each other on so many levels. And um, so, yeah, I saw some amazing acts when I was there, some great duos, and overall the underlying theme um, that I saw that is um, seems like it's a little bit more ahead than, than we are here in the States, but, you know, the European acts... Uh, Particularly, there were a few from Norway and uh, Czech Republic, and they are just, they're amazing. Not only, their skills are great. So we had a guy on straps hanging from his teeth at one point, and I was just thinking, wow, I, I did not know the human mouth could hold your entire body weight 40 feet in the air. So after that point, I was like, anything this guy does is amazing. He definitely got my attention. But yeah, the acts and some of the underlying themes this year at Cirque du Maine, it was the 41st um, festival so 41 years um the talent that i saw there um and the performance obviously with cirque or any cirque du soleil programming you know they want to convey and get the audience to feel and to use emotion and um so they were not afraid to express themselves uh, political messages gender equality messages um climate change there was just it was really impressive, and uh, there was even nudity. There was an act uh, this year, my favorite act that I saw, um, and it was a counterbalance. So counterbalance is where you have two acrobats, and they are on point. So when one jumps up, the other one goes down, and this is counterbalance. It's a really cool thing. I, I just have never, I've never seen a hair-hanging act like that before. And uh, typically hair hanging acts, they hang from the base of the top of their head. So they'll make a giant bun with their hair and they're going to hang from the center crown of their head. But this act, they had braided their hair and they were hanging from the braid. And their act was so great. And I I know why I loved it. I didn't know in the moment, but I later heard that that it was improv. 
And this act, they had, they were playing just a really beautiful opera piece, uh, opera music, and they had on bright, long red dresses, and they were kind of flowing up and down. And some of their act um, that was improv, it was kind of funny, you know, spontaneous. And then, you know, they were very playful. And then at the end, uh, so both of the uh, girls started spinning and they interlocked their arms probably about 40 feet, 45 feet above the audience and their dresses came off, boom, and they were butt ass naked. And it was shocking because I was not expecting to see that. By the way, this was televised on live TV internationally through France. So I don't think they were expecting to see that either. Um, However, I I do think Europeans are a little bit more laid back about nudity, but full nudity, like everything. We saw it all. And then, so it was two seconds of that, like they're naked, end of the act. It's shock value, amazing. And then all of a sudden, uh, they fade to black. And then as they're fading to black, they were so creative about their act. They had dresses that were wound up and wet into a bun and this is why they didn't hang from the crown of their head because they were able to unwind those dresses and then put them back on so by the time they were descending back on stage through the the pulley system they were clothed again so it, it was brilliant it was creative it pushed the envelope i loved it i loved it i thought it was amazing and I also thought, you know, it kind of sent a message of like female empowerment, you know, where you get to choose if you want to use your sexuality or your nudity. Um, But I don't even think that it was about that. It wasn't crass. It wasn't, uh, I mean, it was just so well done. It was, it wasn't about, you know, uh, being naked in a sexy way at all. It was just, to me, uh, you know, it's about you're on display when you're a performer you're totally on display your body is being looked at and you know people especially when you're doing acrobatics you're going to be in some poses where you're like spread eagle hung hung upside down and there's just different ways to convey the message of your performance so this was nothing like that at all it was just it was beautiful so everything down to the dresses the opera music the playfulness and the improv and i just i love improv acts because really good improv acts you know that they're just so spontaneous in the, in, in the moment and the audience doesn't know. They have no idea. They don't know if every little bit of that was choreographed, but maybe I'm a fan of improv because I love improv in my own acts. So yeah, that was part of my experience in Cirque, Cirque du Maine. So that, that's part of my job. You know, I do some R&D and I like to travel and I'll find out what's new. You know, what's the new talent out there? What's the new acts? What are the new apparatuses people are using? What's the costume theme? For a while, it's been a futuristic dystopia. So think about how people kind of dress in the Hunger Games. And that's what you'll see in a lot of mainstream Cirque performances now. And then you'll also see sort of like a casual streetwear. So a lot of the younger kids coming out of the pro tracks, their costuming is really just like stuff you would see people wearing around like normal, just normal, casual street wear, which is just, it's a part of the trend and part of the creative development, um, whether you like it or not. I'm not a fan of it. I, I think it can be well done when they're all muted, neutral colors. So I totally love what they did with futuristic dystopia and some of the Tohu shows in Montreal, the graduation shows there that I saw. But Um, some of the costuming, I think it has to fit the theme and the genre of the storyline of what they're doing. So, but I get it, you know, it's individualism and it's, you know, some people like it, some people don't notice it. Um, but 
it is interesting too on another level because it's kind of like you're putting yourself on the same level as the audience because that's what everybody else is wearing. So there's many ways to spin it. Uh, but what I want to talk about uh, today is I want to talk about talent um, and what stands out to me about lots of folks that I meet. And um, I meet artists of all types and different me- mediums all the time. So, for example, just the other day, I was checking out at Whole Foods. And I met this girl, a uh, younger girl, and she is an engineer student. And I think she wants to be an architectural engineer. And she's an artist. Um, so she paints. And um, I don't know how it came up. It just came up something about art. Oh, I know. I had a bag. So I had a bag from a store uh, that was like next door that sells like stationery and stuff. Anyways, um, and I really like this bag that I bought because it was kind of creepy. I like creepy stuff. I like creepy art, but creepy, but kind of fun and and like funny. I I don't know how to explain it. They're basically on this bag. There's some bunny rabbits. They kind of look sinister. They're gray bunny rabbits and they're hanging from red balloons and they're descending from the air. And I didn't even realize, I was like, oh, maybe that's kind of like a macabre Easter bag. But anyways, I had this. I was in Whole Foods checking out. And I met this young woman who's an artist. And then I told her, I was like, hey, you know, would you ever do body paint? Because I I get requests for that all the time for corporate events. And we need people to do body paint or live art, living art. So that is a trend in corporate events right now is the living art. So having an artist there painting a fan or having an artist there painting guests or painting uh, live models or painting silhouettes of people. This is um, a new trend in corporate events and entertainment. So I always wanna keep artists um, on the sideline that are local and then all, all throughout North America. Anyhow, she was so outgoing and she was just so friendly. And then we, I hooked up with her through Instagram. And I go and I look on her profile. And I'm like, wow, like her art is really amazing. It's really unique. I like the colors. I like the style. And I thought, how great is that? That she was like so outgoing to like just, you know, mention it casually. But I mean, I wrote her and I said, your art is incredible. Um, I'd like to, man, I'd like to commission you to do a piece for me. I, I, I think, you know, I could just... I feel like I'm really good at recognizing talent in people. And one of the things I love about my job the most is, I mean, wow, I meet artists all the time and they're so talented. And and, the, and it seems like a trend is we have these artists, they're incredibly talented and they're also incredibly shy and, and not sure of themselves. And they don't think that their work is great. And man, their work is great. It's amazing. I've worked with people in performing arts. They're way more talented than me. And they they lack the confidence. They lack the self-assurance. They lack the gumption. And and they don't have the confidence to go out there and sell themselves. So I get it. You know, there's people that are good at the business. And they're outgoing. And, and they're good at selling themselves. And then they're really talented artists that are so shy. And unsure of themselves, you know. So anyhow it got me thinking, you know, like when I go and I'm going to think about casting someone and I think about their ambition and and their motivation and and that usually doesn't always have to go hand in hand. So, um, I started thinking about what are some of my go-tos? What are some of the do's and don'ts in my business that like, you know, works for me and doesn't. And then, um, so look, I've been in business for myself my performing arts business about eight years so 
when I'm looking for talent, I mean, my go-to is, you know, somebody who obviously is talented, but also personable, you know, but you can't always count on that. Some people are super shy and the only way they are extroverted is through performing, but they don't want to do the talk to. I get it. Like when I was performing a lot, I really had to focus so much on like not falling and hitting the ground and dying that I didn't want to come down right away from a show and then, you know, have to talk to people and ask, answer questions. You know, I wanted to kind of like be able to take be able to take that high or the adrenaline from my performance, you know, from nailing it or doing well or like surviving, you know, maybe I messed up here and there, but I want to take that energy and hold on to it. And there are, there are tons of energy vampires where they want to come and grab that from you right after a show. So I was always really good at like kind of piecing out. So I didn't have to do the talk to you. Um, so what I want to say is, um, for the artist out there, if you're not sure of yourself or you don't know if you're ready or this, let me just say something, produce, produce, produce content, content, content. Um, you know, when you first get started, even if you are performing first, like in your first paid gig, you know, not everything you make is going to be great, you know, but you have to start. And if you wait until everything is perfect to start, you're never going to have that trial period where you're going through, you know, some of your work is going to suck. It's not going to be great, right? Like, but you're going to make it better. The more experience you have, the more practice that you have, and the more you put yourself out there. So I just want to say that to any performing artist or like on any medium, any level, um, do not be afraid to put yourself out there. Keep creating, keep making stuff, keep you know, producing stuff. It's always going to get better and better and better, but you get, you have to start somewhere. And, you know, God, I started performing, you know, super early. Um, just because I was like, Hey man, I'm good enough. I think I can do it. You know, I'll work out the kinks. You know, I've just always had like no fear when it came to that. And I also had a mentality where, you know, I'm just like, I don't want to wait until everything's perfect. It's never going to be perfect. Um, but you have to start, you have to find a mentor or find somebody who's positive that you can train and work with and kind of show you the ropes. So yeah, that is my podcast for today. So all you talented people out there, you know, be eager, be sure of yourself and put yourself out there. Keep creating. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to supply and go supply yourself and then supply the world.